Welcome to the Living by Design podcast. I am so grateful that you are here. My name is Devani. I am a social worker turned holistic life coach. It is my mission to empower you to slow down and intentionally create your life by design. I am here to support you in releasing the limiting beliefs that have been holding you back, stepping into the truest version of who you are, getting crystal clear on what you want, and taking aligned action to create a lifestyle that lights you up. Let's dive in. for the opportunity. I'm so excited to be here uh, because I think all of the things we're going to be talking about are so topical um, and very, very relevant. So I'm Natalia McLean. Um, I'm a wealth mindset and business coach, and I work primarily uh, with women to help them create emotional and financial freedom in their lives. Um, so we do a lot of work around um, the actual strategy and planning and, you know, putting the systems in place to streamline your business uh, for accountability. But then in the process of all of that work, we always come across areas um, where we hold ourselves back. Um, because most of us do, that's the reality of life. When we are faced with uncomfortable things, uh, things that we've never done before, there is resistance that comes up uh, and the roadblocks. Um, and of course, of course, the self-sabotage as well, right? So um, that's where we got much deeper to see uh, why they're not allowing themselves to have what they really want. Um, and I think the emotional freedom is a big piece here for me because uh, that is really a catalyst. Once we're in the right energetic state, things really just happen. Things really start flowing. Um, so the reason I love doing this work is because I really see that it makes a, an enormous lasting difference. That's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing with us a little bit about you. And I love how your focus isn't just on the wealth and it's not just on the mindset. Like it's really on like, I love how you worded that of like allowing yourself to receive what it is that you're wanting, right? Because you're totally right. right. So many of us have those blocks around feeling worthy or deserving or capable of creating whatever it is that we're, we're hoping for, that we're dreaming of, right? That's right. And, you know, I am probably the least likely person, if you think about it, to do this work because I spent 11 years in, in wealth management and I was very much on the practical side of money. So, you know, things like taking advantage of power of compound interest and um, actually investing people's money and finding lucrative opportunities to invest. But then um, a lot of people, of course, don't have the capital when it comes to investing. Um, you know, when you have student loans and we ha you have mortgages, a lot of people have mental block uh, because they think, well, how can I possibly ever invest if I'm not in that state? And that's when it comes to actually allowing, and that's a completely different side to the money. So um, instead of feeling like money is inaccessible, 
what can we actually do and how can we reframe the money and look at the money in a completely different way that we can actually attract money to us in the first instance. And that's, that's why I, for me, that shift from going from the practical side of money to the mindset side of money, I, th I think it's just such a powerful space to be in. So Absolutely. I had this I very that. profound realization, you know, um, there is so much more to money than what we see on the surface. Do you want to share a little bit more about that? I love that. There's more to it than just what we see on the surface. Mm. Um, because our money situation has so much less to do with money than we actually think, you know? Um, we put too much importance on the money, thinking that, well, you know, as soon as I pay off my debt, um, I will feel abundant. The things will finally come to me. It's just the debt. It's just this practical piece that is holding me back. But the reality is, it's, it's for most people, it's actually the other way around. And the reason we end up in that situation where we have debt, where we, feel unworthy, um, where we are struggling, uh, you know, to pay it off is, is because it, it actually starts with ourselves. So we need to ask ourselves what decisions and what steps and what, 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 what have I done on the way that has actually put me in this situation to start with? Um, you know I love that you're talking about responsibility as well, like taking radical mm. responsibility. I think a lot of us, oh, we look at all the pieces of it, but don't take responsibility for where we're at sometimes because we feel like we had to do it that way or whatever. So I love that you're saying and taking radical oh, responsibility yes. of like where, where you're at right now. Actually, thank you for jumping in and, and really nailing that point because um, once, we, once we appreciate that our thoughts and even our language, the way we frame things, the way we think about things, our self-talk, the way we talk to ourselves, then all that shapes our direction, you know, along with the intention and all our actions on the way. And, and we end up in a certain situation in our life. And of course, I'm not saying that other people don't play to it. There definitely is some outside influence, but we always have, um, we always have control through things like putting boundaries in place and actually keeping our energy in check. And that's, that's, I think, is a big piece. So, um, you know, we need to ask ourselves, do I actually feel like a millionaire? Do I feel deep down? Do I feel like I'm enough? Like I'm really an authority, like I'm an expert to, to be doing this work? And a lot of people, if you ask them that, they say, yes, absolutely. I feel like I'm going to be making 20000 per month um, by the end of next year. And then you start you know, working through this with them. And then a lot of resistance actually comes up. So we often think, I, yes, I'm worthy. I know I'm doing this on the surface. But then when you actually start really, um, you know, telling people, well, imagine yourself in this situation and you're on, on the call with this client and you're about to tell them, this is how much I charge. Really imagine yourself doing this. Do you have any resistance coming up? And a lot of the time people say, well, actually, yes, I actually am feeling uncomfortable with this level. And then you need to bring them back and say, okay, well, we need to really work through it and see what is behind that resistance. That's amazing. And I the worth piece, 
is huge. The self-worth is huge when it comes to money. That's huge. And I feel like we're going to dive into that a little bit more. Um, So before we hopped on the call, she shared with me her three top topics that like if she could share these with anyone, this is what she really, really wanted to be able to share. So let's dive into the first one. Okay. So the first one is separating yourself from the outcome. So tell us a little bit about why is that so important or how can we start to do that? Yes, absolutely. So, um, I think it's a lot of it is around sabotage, so self-sabotage. So for instance, when we want to bring a client on board or when we're changing careers or when we are um, doing anything in our life where we essentially in, in a position of vulnerability or uncertainty because, because we don't know what the outcome of this is going to be. Um, so what we often do, we get so attached to the actual outcome, to the actual transaction, to the actual sales transaction. You know, I really need this client because I need the money and I need to pay my rent. And, you know, I really need this job. Um, and what that does, what that energy does when we really focus on just getting this thing is it messes up with our energy in the process of how we show up in the interview you know, of how we bring ourselves, of how um, how we are initiating that contact with the client, you know, instead of really being listening and just taking it slow and bearing with that uncertainty, we sometimes really jump into it because we just feel so anxious. And that really sabotages our outcome because people can sense desperation, right? Um, And they can sense that energy and they think, well, something might be wrong here. Something doesn't seem quite right. Like this person is too eager. And like that eagerness sometimes (laughs) is not, doesn't come from the right place. So um, detachment from the outcome is really about focusing on being in, um, creating from the present moment. You know, really, truly listening, really being here, adding value here and now, you know, whether you're with the client, really focusing on the results that you can bring them. What can you do for them? Um, And if we can nail that, then we essentially get everything we want. Um, But we really need to learn to detach ourselves from the outcome first. That's incredible. So it sounds like like what I'm taking from what you're saying is that the practices that have really or will really allow people to detach themselves from whatever it is that they're trying to write, receive or open up to is really being present in whatever scenario you're in, right? Whatever situation you're in being really, really present. And then also like how I kind of received what you were saying was being really focused on service So really focusing on your service or the why and doing that instead of focusing on whatever it is that you're trying to receive, right? So whether that's the client, whether that's the income, you're not going to be focusing on that. You're going to be really, really focused on just serving and adding value, right? Yes. I love that. I love it. And you know, I really like the saying, focusing on the wrong end of the stick, (sighs) Because, because that's truly what it is, isn't it? Um, just 
And um, I think the other big thing about it is being actually being yourself. Because we know deep down that we are an expert. We've, we've done so much self-education. We've done so much growth. We know, we know in ourselves that we are capable. We're actually more than capable because, you know, for, for females, um, we really want to know 100%, to be 100% sure before we dive into something because we often don't feel comfortable with winging it. Um, and, and I think if we can just allow ourselves or show that vulnerability sometimes, you know, be, just be ourselves, just go really allow ourselves to go with the flow. I love so much that you're saying that because two huge, I've been like receiving, I've just been receiving a lot for my business lately and two words that have been coming to me so heavily have been worthiness and authenticity. And so I love that you're saying just showing up as yourself because like that showing up authentically as yourself is your power. Like that's, that's your superpower, you know, like no one else can show up the way that you can show up. And so when we're able to do that, when we're able to show up authentically, when we're able to be in the present moment, like you said, and just focus on the service, like that's how we're going to open ourselves up to everything that we're looking for. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the authenticity piece, you know, this is something that I've spoken so recently about, and I've been talking about it for a while. You know, there is a, the, 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 one of the buzzwords I think online at the moment is up leveling. And everybody's up leveling and investing in, co in coaches and doing a lot of mindset works and, you know, going through. And, you know, up leveling is all about achieving massive shifts. But the shifts tell us what? What, what, are, the, what are actually the shifts? And I think a lot of people have misunderstanding of this concept. And to me, those shifts are to actually reconnect with ourselves. Because what we've done over our lifetime, we have really, um, we've, we've maintained this facade. Um, and I think the best thing we can do for our success is to actually peel off those layers so that we can get to the essence of who we are and reconnect and connect with people from the point of view of just being ourselves. And sometimes we think, but I'm really boring. You know, but I don't have anything good to say. <laughs> but it's um, it's it's one of those things. It's it's like that. Some people say, "Well, what do I share on stories every day?" I don't have anything good to share. And the reality is, no one wants to see the high life. People just want to see little vulnerable moments, and those are the moments that we connect with. So for me, again, up leveling, like that whole concept is actually about reconnection to being more authentically you and from that place things just happen for us because we draw people in rather than repel people in that's so powerful it, it reminds me of a metaphor that i use a lot because i absolutely resonate with what you're saying about just it's like coming home to yourself right like up leveling mm. is more so just so this is the metaphor that I use is like, um, like a really pretty flower that's, that hasn't bloomed yet. Right. And like on the inside, the beautiful flower is like there and it's ready 
but it's like these layers are covering it up. And like you said, all those layers are all the conditioning that we've gone through, right? Telling us to play small, to doubt ourselves. You're not worthy. You're, you're not capable of having that. You're, you don't deserve to have that, right? You don't deserve to be mm-hmm. teaching people and guiding people. And so it's like removing those layers one by one to where then you can just be there and be expressed and express yourself. Cause that's the truest version of you is like perfect and whole and well and balanced, but it gets covered up by all of these other things. So I a hundred percent resonate with what you're saying. And, and all of those things, uh, what are they? They are our interpretation of external expectations. And the reality most of the time is, there aren't expectations. It's, it's our perception is what we perceive. I, and I feel like most people actually would love us to come across as we are, to be authentically us. Because we, when we really do, when we do make that first step, it's like going first. Other people actually allow themselves to do the same thing. But someone needs to do that first, often. I love that. Tell me, okay, so a question that's coming up is, so imagine that there's a coach, right? And she's like, okay, I want to show up as myself, right? I want to show up as myself, um, but I like, I have to pay my bills. I have to pay my bills and I, I need that client, right? What would be, what would be your response to her in that scenario? If she like wants to show up, but she's feeling like, oh my gosh, but I, but I need it. Yeah. I would ask, I would ask a question. How does it feel for you? How do you want to feel through this? Um, going back, going back to the, um, so the, the bills is one thing, but showing up authentically because it's, it's all about why are you doing this work? Are you just doing this work to pay your bills or are you doing this work? because you want to help others. So we need to go back to the beginning and actually untangle ourselves because somewhere in the process, sometimes we actually lose sight of our why. Why why are you bringing yourself every day? Why Why are you showing up? Why are you adding value? Okay, so why don't you share with us a little bit about energy around sales or selling how do we do that authentically and really confidently what do you think that's a big one yes absolutely so this is something that i've been talking about for a while now um and and this is probably the biggest question that people come to me with and i think selling something that we don't appreciate that selling is just another side of our money mindset is just another side of money. Because if you think about it, we are fantastic at giving people recommendations. Like, oh my God, I've been to a fantastic restaurant. You should try it. You know, we, the, and, and, and there is an, always an element of influence there, isn't it? When we, are, when, we, when we believe in something and we really want to share it with people and we want them to try something out. But the difference there is that there isn't a material incentive in it for us and when there isn't a material incentive our energy is essentially pure and we feel very relaxed about it but when there is charging involved when there is money involved when we're being rewarded for what we do we really pull back 
And it's almost like we start second guessing ourselves and questioning whether we're good enough to do this job. And can I jump in really fast and say that I think that with helpers and healers, who this podcast is specifically for, helpers and healers have such a hard time doing that, right? Like they have such a hard time using that influence, but then asking for that monetary exchange in return because we're Mm. so used to just giving and not receiving, right? Okay, sorry. Mm. I just wanted to add that in. Actually allowing or accepting money in, accepting money in. And I think it's all about how we frame sales again, how we think about selling. And if we, if we, if we just change our frame a little bit around to it's an exchange rather than one-sided giving, when we feel like it's a once, it needs to be a one-sided giving, that's when we have that resistance. But the reality is, the other side, the person on the other side, they're eager to invest in their business. They're eager to invest in their growth. And for a lot of people, um, they feel very committed when they commit something. So it's almost a part of the commitment. So we give them value, but in exchange, they need to give us something back for our energy in return. So their commitment is this money piece because then they feel like, okay, I have something at stake. And actually for that reason, we should, we should feel really good because that commitment represents the, uh, represents this piece that, okay, my client is actually going to go on and implement all of the work and be very committed to their own success. Because if that commitment is missing, then it's much harder to actually go and implement those results in. That's really, really powerful. What do you feel like would be some of your best tips if you had a newer coach or a coach who's feeling a little bit nervous around selling still? What would be a couple of your tips that you would give her? to start feeling more confident or more authentic with selling, like soulful selling? Yeah. Well, what I would say is we get so hung up on the word selling itself. And I was just saying, look, just forget selling. Just forget the fact that you are not actually selling anything. What you're doing is you're connecting. You're connecting with a person. You're opening yourself for a connection because you know that you have something of value to give. Because again, selling is simply exchange of value for commitment. And because we want our clients to get the results, we we need to allow them to invest in themselves. So we have someone else on the podcast today. Do you want to introduce our other guests here today? So our guest is Misha McLean. Thanks so much for joining us, Misha. So excited to have you here. Um, Misha is three and a half months old. (laughs) He's a very good listener. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) That's perfect. So we're just going to finish up with energy around sales and then we are good. And then you and Misha can go and hang out. And so what would be a couple of your best, biggest tips for someone around selling? I would say that um, probably the, the, the biggest tips would be reframing your language around how you perceive sales. And 
these are three things that I've just been talking about um, to my audience, actually, but I will go through them again because I think they're super, super important. And the first one is asking about a sale. You know, it's, 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 it's always been in our language. I need to ask about a sale uh, or ask for a sale. And to me, it's, you know, it just feels wrong. It feels, it feels like we are mis misleading or misguiding or, you know, pushing someone into it. And I think we're, I think it's more about inviting, inviting that commitment from the client. I love that. So you want to feel you you want it to feel really good. You want to feel empowered about the whole process, and you want both parties to be uh, to feel empowered. And I think it's very important to come at it from the point of view of your client has as much of an authority in this whole exchange through the sales process as you do. So asking about a sale is a big one. Closing sales is, is, is another one that feels very icky for us. So I would say it's not about closing. It's about opening a relationship or starting something new. So starting something exciting, right? So I, I just think we need to remove these phrases out of our vocabulary altogether. And then objections. And I see so many coaches. And, you know, I think language... Often we think, well, these are just words. This is just what is accepted in the industry. But on the level deep down, our language does affect our thoughts and it does affect how we feel and perceive things. So I believe on some level, our language can create quite a bit of resistance in us, especially if it's language that doesn't feel good. So for instance, objections. How do you handle objections? And so many people talk about it. And it's, it's like, okay, um, are there actually objections or is it the truth behind what you perceive as an objection? Because for the client in that very moment, they firmly believe it's the truth. It's their form of truth. It's what they feel in that very moment. And what we need to do is to understand where they're coming from rather then looking at it again from our point of view. So again, from our ego-driven point of view, it's an objection because it's something that is an obstacle in us closing that sale. But for a client, it's not an objection. It's the truth. So again, if we can see the process, and this would be the biggest one, seeing the process from the point of view of the client and guiding them because, because they are the reason why we are doing this work. That's so powerful. I love all of that. And I love what you said about, it's just a number of different reframes, a number of different reframes, right? On how we perceive things, on how we are speaking about things. So instead of closing a sale, we are starting a new relationship or, right? Or we're starting a new working partnership together. So just really reframing that language so that not only it feels better, um, but then it just, well, it feels better. It feels better. And then once it feels better, yeah. we're having more positive thoughts about it. We're having positive feelings around it. And then I think also those reframes are going to create less resistance and more ease for you to show up authentically because you're not trying to deal with objections and to close a sale. You're connecting with someone 
offering your commitment to work with them, seeing if they want to commit to that as well, and walking through whatever challenges come up for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree with everything you said. It, it really is all about forming a connection with someone. And, and I think it's, there are of course some things that you need to take into account. Okay. So the, the, the listener, the passive listener is turning into an active listener. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so again, it's very important when it comes to selling to pre-qualify um, our clients or our ideal clients, the people that we, we need to, we need to understand why am I actually inviting this person on the call? We need to do our diligence and our work. Um, and we also need to give the other our, our ideal client an opportunity to get to know, uh, to get to know us a little bit through, um, giving them an opportunity to see our content, creating relatable content that is really focused, that is genuine, again, that is authentic, so that they form trust with us even before we start having those sales conversations with them. So that the trust is already there, so that the connection has already started forming. And I think that's a whole point of the pre-qualifying stage. And I think, um, Again, there is absolutely a right and the wrong way of going about it. And if someone is just literally trying to direct message people, for instance, and, and just We've see all gotten those sticks. messages. Um, yeah, just direct messaging and just really hoping. But how does it feel for them? It, can, it, can, it, it can't feel right. It can't feel intuitively good because that connection is not coming from anywhere. So it's not being built on any foundation and there really needs to be that foundation. So we need to pre-qualify our client and give them that opportunity to, to, cre to create some trust before we invite them further along on the journey. Oh, you shared so much good stuff. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I think this is a really, really good place to stop for today because I feel like me and Natalia could probably just keep talking all evening. Um, but you shared so much good stuff. Thank you so, so much. Um, is there, where do you want people to find you if they want to learn more or get to know you better? Um, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's been, it's been a fantastic conversation and this is something... This is something that I'm literally just talking about um, right now. So I've been doing, I've been doing uh, little mini trainings on soulful selling because I feel like it's a subject that so many coaches just feel so much resistance around. So um, I have, I have so, so much in terms of little bits and pieces of advice when it comes to soulful selling, when it comes to money mindset. And most of it is just on my Instagram. So you can easily access all of that stuff. Perfect. So my so Instagram, Natalia McLean Coaching. Um, and I also have um, a, a Soulful Wealth Collective, um, which is my new Facebook group that will be coming up in the next couple of weeks. So oh, I'm that's super, super excited exciting. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then I will link to your Instagram down in the show notes so people can find you. 
Thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you for your flexibility. Thank you for bringing your little guy on with us. Thank you so much, Devani. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to connect with you. If you loved this episode, take a screenshot, post it to your IG story, and make sure to tag me. Also, head down to the show notes and get access to my freebie library with tons of goodies to get you started in creating your life by design. Until next time, my love, now get out there and start intentionally creating your life by design.